0: We're excited to hear that. But uh, Maggie's going to come up and read for us uh, the scripture. All right. Luke 18, 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not give up and not lose heart. Hebrews 10, 36. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Amen. 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 Let's see, uh, let's see that up on the screen. Rebecca, let's see that scripture. He said, now Jesus is talking. He said, men ought always to pray. I don't feel like praying right now. <laughs> I'm tired, you know. I'm going to skip it. No, He said, you ought to always pray. Why? That's your connection to God. That's how you invite Him into your life. Amen. No prayer, no power. Little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. Amen? And then Paul came along and he said, he says, you ought to pray and not give up and lose heart. You ever have that happen to you? Oh, I'm tired. I-, I-, I prayed this so many times already. Why do I have to keep praying? He says, don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't, don't let your heart be uh, faint, but continue to believe God. And then Paul said, you have need of patience. What does that mean? That means you've got to continually wait on the Lord and have patience, right? Didn't you, your mother used to say that? Just be patient. Mom, are we there yet? Just be patient. You know, Is the lasagna ready yet? No, just be patient. <laughs> After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So we're going to hear a story today about Hannah and her prayer to the Lord and how she was patient, how she pursued and was persistent in making a petition unto the Lord, and watch what happens. Amen? So let's pray. Father, we thank you that as we come before you today, we can see and hear your word that will change our lives and make us better Christians, stronger Christians, more successful Christians as we follow you. So we ask you for this in Jesus' name, and all agreed said, amen, amen, Amen. hallelujah, hallelujah. I ask the Lord to meet us here today so that this message would really hit and touch your heart. And I'm believing that it will do that because he's a faithful God, is he not? Now, we have to know that prayer is the one thing that it affects everything. Did you know that? It, it, no matter what you have got going on, your health, your finances, your relationships, prayer will change that. Not, not just prayer, but prayer to God and then God changes it. Not just because you're, you make a, a, a great, beautiful prayer. It's not that, it's your heart that goes up to God, and then God changes things, right? You've seen people give eloquent uh, prayers. They just sound, they, it's almost like they're reciting it, and they sound so beautiful, and they've got the King's English going on, King James English. But, but, but is it really reaching and touching the heart of God? That's what's important. Prayer will change your life and make it better. And, God, and prayer is your invitation to God for Him to come in and be a part of your life. Do you want to live this life by yourself, or do you want Him to come and help you? Amen? Of course, we need Him to come and help us. So we're going to look at one of the most dramatic and powerful and influential prayers that we have in the Bible, and I think you guys can relate to this. Let's look at the Scripture in uh, 1 Samuel 1, verses uh, 1 through 3. Now, there was a certain man of Ramatheum, and he had two wives. Well, that's a problem right there. (laughs) I many of you know you can't have two wives, okay? It just doesn't work out. All throughout the Bible, Abraham had a wife and he had a mistress, and Jacob had two wives, and it just doesn't work out. And one was named Hannah, and the name of the other was Penna, Penia. And Penia had children, but Hannah had no children. Now, that's the second problem, right? <laughs> if you didn't have any children in those days, you were like worthless, you are like cursed. You were like, maybe God doesn't favor you anymore, and you're just, because you can't produce a male child to, to uh, uh, continue in the inheritance. You he can't help around the farm or anything like that. You're just useless. What do, you, what do you do? Cook. That's it. But they wanted somebody to procreate with. So, Hannah was the first wife, because she's mentioned first, and because she could have no children, he had to get another wife that could produce children. How many of you know if your first wife is not doing everything right? You don't get another wife. you? come on, excuse me, (laughs) right, (laughs) and people do that, right, they marry, but but she's not this, I, I need to get this over here, and then you get that over there, but it does now, you're missing this over here, and before you know it, you just can't, you know, you got all these wives and they're not completing everything that you want, but so Hannah had no children, and this was wearing on her, and this man went up from his city year after year, say year after year. That means a lot of years, right? Yeah. To worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the next scripture says, And whenever the time came for Elkanai to make an offering, he would give portions to Peninnah, his wife, and to all of her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. So what would happen is when they bring the sacrifice, they would burn the animal, and the, the, the parts of that, that were edible were portioned out to the wives and to the kids. So uh, Peninnah, she, since she had a lot of children, she got a lot of uh, the portion, but Elkanah loved Hannah, and he gave give her a double portion, although the Lord had closed up her womb. Now, her rival... Ha, ha, Who wants to be married to somebody and then your rival is like living right in the house? You ever been at work and you have a rival? (laughs) Someone that just wears you out, just bothers you to no end. Just, you know, when when you go to the lunchroom, they're talking and they're boasting and they're saying all this kinds of stuff. You know, oh, you know what, my son did this, or my daughter did that, and, you know, I'm just doing, I got this car, and I, we moved to this place, and all this, just boasting, boasting, boasting. You just want to tell them, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, right? (laughs) Her rival also provoked her severely to make her life, what, miserable. Miserable. You ever, that's not nice, huh? You ever, have you ever had anybody at your work or in your family, that, raise your hand. I want to see if I'm in the right church here. Okay, You've had people that wear you out, right? What do you do? Well, we're going to find out. Because the Lord had closed the room. Okay, next scripture says, So it was year by year, say it again, year by year, over and over. We're not talking a couple months. We're talking a year, and then another year, and then another year. She went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her intention this girl had an evil heart, Panana, to to tempt and to provoke Hannah. I got a baby, I got two babies, you know where's your baby? You ain't got no baby? <laughs> Here, let me dress my baby <laughs> You know, we don't have grandchildren, so when when people flash their grandchildren uh, pictures, you know, oh they call me papa. <laughs> who cares, okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making that up, okay? <laughs> Look at, the, the first words out of their mouth was, "dad, da you know? <laughs> then Ekeniah, her husband, oh, she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Now, you know it's bad if you don't eat, right? You ever been so, bad, so mad or so upset that you, don't, you can't even eat? Because everybody's eating, and she said, no, I'm not going to eat, and she wept, cried. Didn't we cry? You ever, someone asked me, can you cry as a Christian? Can you cry out to the Lord? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. This man cried, and the Lord delivered him and, 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 and delivered him out of all of his afflictions. You can cry. Not a wham, wah cry. But a cry of your heart to the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm trusting you. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, darling, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? And then he says something that most men would say. Am I not better to you than 10 sons? Hey, you got me, babe. <laughs> what, what do you need a baby for? You got, you got me. That didn't work. I used to think, you know, uh, when we got married, and as long as my wife was in the same room with me, she should be happy, right? We don't need to be doing all kinds of stuff, but that's not true. Um, am I not better to you than Ten? So Hannah realized my husband is not equipped or able to help me in this situation. Where do I need to go? To the Lord. Let's see the next scripture. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord, and she was in what? This woman needs some psychological help. She needs to go to Choices and get some help, don't you think? Bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in what? Ouch! can let me see. Let me see the list of everything that we have here. Do we have uh, that list? Those? Uh, yeah. Here's Hannah's disposition. You ready for this? She was provoked severely and miserable. She wept in anguish and did not eat. She had bitterness of soul. She was afflicted. She had a sorrowful spirit and she was complaining and grieving. Ha. And then she went to church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sometimes you have to go. Sometimes it's the only thing that you can do is go to the Lord. No one else can help you. Google, Google can't help you. You know, Your friends can't help you. Your husband can't help you. You've got to go to the Lord. Yeah. So let's see that. Let's go back to where we, we, where we were reading. And then the next scripture. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Okay, we did this one. One more. Then she made a vow. Okay, here we go. She's got all these problems. And she's been coming to the Lord year after year after. How many of you have been praying for the Lord for something that takes longer than a year? Oh, yeah. Amen. And you're wondering, Lord, what do I need to do? What, where are you? Why don't you show your face? Show your hand. Move, Lord. Do you hear my prayer? Do you hear my cry? You've been there? So Hannah does this. She made a vow. You ever, make a, you ever make a deal with the Lord? Lord, if you do this, I'll do that. I've done it many times. He always comes through, and I sometimes come through, sometimes don't come through. But he wants us to follow through with our vows. He says, don't make a vow unless you can keep it. But before I got saved, I would make vows. He would come through. I wouldn't come through. But now that I'm a Christian, I have his power to make it come to pass to actually have the strength to do it. So she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me. That's the second thing. She was serving the Lord all this time. She didn't give up on God. She continued to go to church, continued to serve and worship the Lord. Your maidservant who hears your word and does it according to your will. And and forget not your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child she specified, not just any child, I need a male child to take this shame off of me that I've had for years. Don't you feel like the Lord's abandoned you sometimes when you're praying and it doesn't happen and people are looking at you? I thought you were a Christian. <laughs> why are you sick? Why are you upset? Why do why, why you have that frown on your face? If you give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. She said, you know what? i make a deal with you. If you just take this embarrassment off of me, I'll give you the son that you're giving to me. I don't even need to keep him. I'll give him to you all the days of his life. Now, technically, he was supposed to be with the, the, given to the Lord from the age of like 30 to 55. But she said, I'll give him to you from the beginning of his birth, after I wean him. You can have him, Lord. He's yours. And you know what? That's what God wanted to hear. He said, you, you, you're going to give me your child? I can work with him. I can mold him. Samuel became one of the greatest prophets to ever live. He wrote First and Second Samuel. He anointed uh, King David as king, right? But it wouldn't have happened unless Hannah had had all this grief and all this anguish that she cried out and said, I'll give you this. What is the Lord asking for you, from you? What does he want you to do in replace of what he wants to give you? This is very pertinent for us because God wants to draw out from us service and servanthood to him. I do it all. The, I used to do it all the time. Lord, if you get me out of this, I will serve your people even more. I will do this, Lord, even more. If you give me the gift of healing, I'll never turn away anybody that asks me to come and pray for them. I made an exchange. God said, that's what I want. I, I just want my will to be done. So he said, uh, remember me and not forget your maidservant. Okay, the next scripture in verse 12, or yeah, and it happened. Ah, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Something reached heaven. Something happened. What happened? Her cry from her heart reached heaven. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord. Here's an important part. He, she cried out to the Lord and asked for something but didn't stop praying. Because she knows praying is a relationship. It's not just a, a list of... Here's what I want. I, know. I want this, 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 this. Thank you, Lord. Goodbye. No, it's a continual relationship and praying. So as she asked for that, she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. You ever, do that? You ever pray like that? You're, you're just so overwhelmed, and you're just, Lord, I just need you. I just need you. You know, your groanings of your heart. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. (laughs) Now, this guy needs help. Eli, no spiritual awareness at all. Even his sons have been drinking. His sons have been sleeping with the women that come to the temple. And and so he, he, he thinks this woman's drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. Next scripture. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. That was what happened. She poured out her heart. You say, well, I've done that. Have you really poured out your heart? I've been there where you just you feel like your insides are coming inside out. It's like I'm just giving everything I have. Lord, I just, I just need you, Lord. You, you know, Right? You were halfway gone, weren't you? <laughs> he was in the hospital. His muscles weren't working. They said they were atrophying. There was no hope. The doctor said, "We had nothing we can do for you. What did you say? Can I get another doctor? No, can I get the Lord to come in? I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken unto now. I can remember when uh, I've told this story before when I first took over the finances of our, of our other church and they were behind like $100,000 and that's pretty serious and so uh, in the course of events God was moving in our behalf and so we got to this one point where th- we owed um, $7,000 in bills so I wrote all the checks put them on, the, on my desk and my wife and I we went to San Diego and so as we were getting ready, when I found extra time, I would just go pray to the Lord. I would just pour out my heart to him, and I would just lay prostrate before him and say, Lord God, I need your help. Lord, I, I, this is something that we really need you to work in and, and to provide for us. And You're the great God. You're the almighty God. You're the all-powerful God. And after about a day and a half, he said, get up, get up, get up. I said, what, what, what? He said, I know all that. What do you want? I said, I need those bills to be paid. He said, Okay. it's granted to you. And so let's see what happens here. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. See, we don't need a a high priest now. We have Jesus. We don't need a prophet to come and talk to us. We have the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's good if someone confirms it, but it's better when you have it on the inside of you, when you have that assurance to know God has heard me. And we're going to show what happens when, when you hear from God. And he said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way, and she did, well, she did three things. She went her way, she ate, and her face was no longer sad. Those are the three things. What happened? She went her way. Let me me see what that means here. That means she went back home with Peninnah and had to face her. God didn't remove her. Sometimes you pray for people. God, remove that person. <laughs> God, take them away, okay? Get them, let, let them get fired, Lord. Just like anything, you know, have them move, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we've prayed for our neighbors that were causing a lot of trouble at our, a couple of our houses. You know, when there was a drug dealer on one corner, and behind us they had parties until like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'd go over I'd get in my pajamas and hop over the fence going, hey, guys, can you keep it down, you know? <laughs> I didn't ask for lightning to strike them or anything, but they, they, they moved, and the drug dealer guy, they, they, got somehow they got removed. You know, the Lord does it. You don't have to do it, but I had to face the situation. You don't have, if you have someone at work that's bothering you, you don't have to walk all the way around your desk and someone else's desk to go to your desk, you can walk right up to him and say, God bless you. I hope you have a beautiful day today. Yeah. Amen? Look them right in the eye and tell them, God loves you and I love you too. Amen? <laughs> so you have to, the first thing is you went your way. You know, God gives you strength. When you pray, God gives you the strength and some backbone to face the situation. Let's look at those three things Do we have here. God gives you the power to face your situation. You don't have to be shy, because you know what? God is working in your behalf. You know, my wife has a lot of situations at work where it doesn't look like it's going to work out, but we pray, and God, within a short period of time, usually a day or two, God works it out. How nice of the Lord to do that. Why? Because we have a relationship with Him. We pray for Him. So when you pour your heart out, He already knows your relationship with Him. He's already, you know, in confidence with you, and He can grant your... Request. So, we don't have to avoid things. Uh, so, she had to go back to her own house, and prayer gives you the power to face ugly situations. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I know, Bindi, you have, you have people that you have to deal with that are not so pleasant, right? Yeah. All the time. But we have to be convinced. Prayer gives you the power to face your situation. So, and the second thing is, She she ate, she she was expecting what God has promised. She said, "I can't stop eating. I'm going to have a baby, right? I got to nourish my body. I got to be strong. I got to, you know, be well and able to carry this child that the Lord is going to give me." She had confidence. Why? She heard from God. She she wasn't pregnant yet, but she said, "I I believe that I have it." And you know what happened when when the Lord spoke to me in San Diego that your 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 money is granted. I got up, and I said, praise God, we got it. We went out to eat. I enjoyed myself. I didn't have to pray about it anymore, just him for it. And we went to church that day, and the pastor called me up, and he goes, or to the side, and he says, I wanted to show you this. Someone gave, you, gave us a check for $10,000, separate from the whole offering, to cover that $7,000 that were the bills that we, you know, that had written but hadn't mailed yet. See, you know, like some faith people say, well, just mail the bills and maybe the Lord will bring the money in. No. <laughs> the secretary says, I learned from you. She said, you don't do that. You don't write faith checks and believe that that's going to be there. You believe God, then you write the checks. Amen? So she was eating. She, she uh, uh, said, you know what? I'm not going to let that bother me. Praise the Lord. So the funny thing is, we keep hearing her name, Penina, 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 Penina. but then after the Word of God came to Hannah, you don't hear the word Peninnah anymore. Why? she was at peace, she was at calm. I'm not worried about her anymore. I know the Lord's going to take care of me, and that's what we have to realize. You know, some people will say, well, I mean, you might say about some people, well, I don't make what they make. I don't live where they live. I don't drive what they drive. But you have to be confident the Lord will take care of you. You know, we've had people that um, have boasted, you know, about what they have and everything. But then after a few years, it seems like they lose it (laughs) because they haven't given it over to God. But we just steadily increase year by year by year by year. We're going to have our house paid off at the end of the year. Uh, Our cars will be paid off everything will be taken care of because what we just consistently serve the Lord. Not this flash in the pan, oh, I made this great big deal, I made this great big money, I made this big loan and all this stuff. No. So she went out and she believed what God had said. And now here's the last thing. Your appearance should be pleasant. She was no more sad, right? If you're praying to God, and you got an answer, you shouldn't be walking around all bitter and all, you know, downtrodden. How you doing, brother? Uh, just believe in God. <laughs> believe in God was going to do something. I don't know what, but I just believe He's going to do something. No, that's not, that's not faith. Once you know that God is going to do something, you can rejoice in your heart. The Bible says rejoice in believing, right? Have hope to know that God is working in your behalf. And as you do that, God says, hmm, you know what? I got to do what I promised to do because that person is believing. Now, Hannah, her name means grace, which means beauty and charming. and so. But she wasn't being beautiful and charming, right? She was sorrowful in spirit. She had anguish. So the situation in her life was changing her character, changing her name. We don't want there are situations to change who we are in Christ. We have to keep strong and believe in God and keep our character and our disposition strong in the Lord. Praise God. Don't let situations like when people ask me how I'm doing, I always say, fine, I'm doing great. (laughs) I may not have slept well that night. I don't think I've slept a whole night since September 26. I always have to keep getting up. And, you know, when I get up, I have to lean up against the wall. You know, my, thing, my knees aren't as good as they... But how are you doing? Blessed. I feel good. The Lord is with me. Amen. And every day I keep getting better and better and better. Remember? Remember that woman, uh, the widow woman, that Elijah uh, healed the, the boy that was dead when the, she came to Elijah Elijah said, well, how is everything with your family? Well, all is well. It is well with my soul. And he had to keep pursuing. He said, but how's the boy? Uh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I need you to come and lay on him or pray over him. He says, I'll send my servant. He, she said, no. Uh-uh, you come. You, the one that promised me, you'd come and you raise him from the dead. And he was raised from the dead. So we have to keep our our, uh, our um, character. Now, you can tell people that pray and people that don't pray by these characteristics. If they're sad and, and they're bitter and they're in unbelief, they, ain't, they haven't been praying. They haven't been pouring their heart out to the Lord. Right? Because if you pray and you come up and you're still, you know, complaining, get back down there and pray. You, you, you're not done praying. You know, you had a premature amen. You gave, all, you gave all the requirements of the Lord, and then you pop up and you go, okay, where is it? God said, no, 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 no. You Stay down here till you get the full assurance to know that I'm with you. Amen? That's what we're going to do today. We're going to have you guys come up and pray and pour your heart out to the Lord.